Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. You know what? Oh my goodness gracious, guys. You know what? Before I even get into my tumultuous last four days and tell you guys why my voice sounds like absolute turd right now, I'm going to tell you guys how this actually works, okay? I want to give you something actionable straight away. Then, if you wish to continue listening to my crazy-ass zombie story, which had occurred on Sunday morning, you could go on ahead and continue listening. But you know what? This Will of Life episode, I know a lot of you are tuning in for the first time. Guys, I've been doing this for a very long time. I like to evaluate my life on a monthly basis. Uh, a lot of people go by, you know, weekly, daily. I'm still trying to fit that into my routine. But this actually fits the script very, very well for me. I got eight categories. And in these eight categories, again, um, Jaron, who I also need to bring on to my podcast, he talks about, like, the human design. And I had Ren that uh, she has also talked about some amazing things uh, in terms of what she does on a weekly basis. But you know what? On a monthly basis, <clears throat> excuse me, I like to do this just to give myself more clarity. So, what type of clarity? Well, you know what? I need to figure out and see what areas I'm neglected, what areas I'm very good at, and what areas are just, you know, have gone to shit. Because then it gives me an idea where I have to reaffirm and, you know, basically take a step back see what the hell is going on with the direction in terms of that specific category and refire after that. So, what we need to do, well, first, I need to tell you the eight categories. Personal development, okay? So what does personal development mean? That's basically everything I talk about on this podcast. What are you doing to learn? What are you learning? What? How are you improving? How are you becoming a better son, daughter, individual, teacher, whatever you do in your life? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you con what kind of people are you around? So that's the first category. You need to rate yourself on a scale 1 through 10 for each of these eight categories. So, of course, the second category would be romantic relationships. Now, of course, this is optional. Now, some of you are like, "Well, I don't have a romantic relationship." Well, join the damn party. All right? It's not going to kill you. Now, physical environment. No, you know what? Let me go back to romantic relationships. A lot of you might have relationships out there. So how can you begin to assess yourself in this realm? Well, you know what? Are you growing or are you dying? A lot of you are in relationships just sh shoulder shrugging. Saying, yeah, yeah, I'm in a relationship, you know. I've been in a relationship for X amount of years, you know what I mean? And, man, you haven't been growing since, like, the 90s. When is enough? You know, when is it enough? That's what I'm trying to ask you. Boy, I got my energy. I'm going to get into that story very, very soon. Uh, but you guys, just, you guys just, just, just sit back and enjoy the show. All right? Now, again, I'm giving you the actionable steps now. And then I'm going to tell you about what happened over the last three days to whereas my health completely fell apart on me. <sighs> this is, these are good times. Anyways, so physical environment. What's your home life like? And what's your work life like? We spend eight hours in bed. We spend eight hours possibly at work, depending on what you guys are doing, what juncture you're in at life, what trajectory you are pursuing in life is what you need to ask yourself. You know, my physical environment fell below a five just two years ago. Two years ago in December. Nah, November. And you know what? I said enough's enough. 
My home life, I was living in a racist-ass area, Bangkok. You guys know the story. All my folks out there in Ashburn, Virginia, you guys been with me for a long time. Clifton, Edinson, uh, what is it, Menlo Park, all you guys have been out there for the longest listening to me. You guys have heard the story many of times. But you know what? I assessed my life and I said, fuck this job. Fuck all of you. And fuck you racist bastards. Excuse my French. Street fucks. And you know what? I left. I literally got out of that condominium I was living in, that part of town, and I moved to Bangkok not even having a job. I was still commuting. I had to commute about an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes away to get to work. Why? I was done. My, my body was there at that job, but my mind was way outside. You see what I mean, people? So you need to assess it. Are you happy at work? Or are you just scraping to get across? A lot of you are like, well, I'm unhappy, but I can't leave my job. Oh, well, you can start making, take steps to get the hell out of there. Well, yeah, you can't leave your job because you're not applying for new ones. And you're not becoming more resourceful. All right. Now, let's get into the health. Health, I'm talking about the mental, the physical. Not only what you're eating, not everything that you're feeling, but that mental health is everything. How often do you see yourself going back to victimization or victimhood? You know, this month was probably a little bit bad for me in terms of mental because, well, for some reason, there are triggers out there, out there, just outside this window that actually make me go, ah, Thai women. And it's always pointing fingers towards Thai women. That's the only mental health issue I got. Well, I wouldn't say it's actually that's a horrible way of putting it. Not a mental health issue. It's a mental hurdle that I need to clear. I've cleared many times, but sometimes I trip over it and I smack myself right on the track, right? Kind of like the 110 meter high hurdles. Luckily, I never fell over those before. I fell over the 300 though. Uh, But yes, health, rate yourself one to 10. Wealth, one to 10, okay? Talking about your investments, your savings, your checking, everything. Your career, I'm talking about everything career. Make sure you assess yourself on that. Fun and hobbies, okay? What are you doing to... Put fun into your schedule. I told myself at the beginning of this month, at the beginning of this year, that I would implement more, and I did. I made Monday my fun day. And you know what? It actually works quite well. So this is something that you definitely need to put into your schedule. Because if you don't, and you just focus more on work, 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 it's never going to work. Because if you focus on work, 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 I'm telling you, you're not enjoying life. You're not completely immersing yourself into the experience of life. So, family and friends, okay? I call it my circle of friends. Now, I call it my circle of friends because, guess what? I don't have a family. You guys already know know that story, okay? My family, they don't speak to me. They don't give a damn about me. It's all good, okay? But don't come crawling to me when you find out, oh my god, Arsenia, you have so much money now. Can I have some? Fuck you. My circle of friends, which consists of a bulk of powerful, wonderful people who can I who I can rely on and who I can depend on in case things I need to come over and overcome. Yes, those are the people that I surround myself with. The graphic designers, the coaches, the entrepreneurs, the this, the that. They're all in my close-knit circle. But some of you out there, you might have family that are very wonderful. You got your friends. Okay, but are your friends allowing you to win? Are your family members allowing you to go on? And go after what is yours in the universe. Because if not, well, there are some changes that need to be made. 
So guys, that's what you need to do in terms of your wheel of life. So again, now I'm going to get into my story. So if you guys aren't too up in flames and you know, you guys are like, ah, I don't want to hear so much about the zombie story. Well, you could tune out right now. But you guys got some things that you need to handle and you have some scores that you need to send to me. And you know how to get in touch with me. The Arsenio Buck Show, of course, on Instagram, on Facebook. It is everywhere out there for the taking. So, guys, the zombie story. Why do I sound like hell? Some people, as a matter of fact, someone just messaged me. Oh, don't tell me you lost your voice. I was like, no, I didn't lose my voice. No, I didn't lose my voice. It just sounds like my sinuses are clogged. My voice box probably is a little bit weird. I don't know why, but I don't know, dry throat. I don't even know if that's a symptom. <sighs> it could be because the antibiotics I'm taking. So how can we just sum all of this up? Well, first and foremost, I'm going to put my health category out of motherfucking three. Excuse my French. A motherfucking three. Guys, this is the first time I've ever been. <clears throat> this is the first time I ever got the flu. There's probably the time. There's a time probably about five years ago. I got the flu, too. Uh, but I don't think I was properly diagnosed with that. So here we go. Let me tell you the symptoms. Last Thursday, I felt my chest a little bit heavy. I told my students, I said, you know what? It feels like I'm coming down with something. The very next day on Friday, oh, yes, that was the worst. My body started aching. I said, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, perfect. Just before my Spartan race in my Malaysia trip. Yeah, you're going to fuck me now. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Woke up Saturday. I said, okay, I, I had to, I had crazy shivers. They called them night shivers and stuff like that, and I was sweating my ass off. I was like, man, this really, really, really sucks. And so, of course, over those, you know, over the night and over those hours, and of course, I actually worked a hell of a lot. I saw one of my students that night. I said, dude, to be honest with you, I feel like shit. He said, you look like shit. I said, thanks. I said, I'm going to have to go home. Uh, we're going to cut this short. <clears throat> and the next thing you know, man, I got the worst shivers ever. I remember I ended up getting a kebab for the first time, made by a Turkish guy. Phenomenally delicious. Oh my goodness. And I ended up coming home. And then that night, I woke up that next morning. Oh my good. Holy shit. I said, oh boy, this is not good. Like that was the worst I've ever felt at any particular morning in my life. My vision, my this, the energy, the, you name it. It was horrific. And so you know, I said, you know what, man? That's it. Because you know what? On Friday morning, I went to this whack-ass clinic right over here that I'm looking at. It's called Rachada Tapra. It is a piece of garbage. Why? Because guess what? If you go to low-grade clinics in Thailand, you get low-grade medication. I don't know how it is out there in the, in the Western world and whatever other country you live in. But it's crazy, isn't it? So I said, you know what, man? One of my students, she had recommended me to go to St. Louis, which is a hospital. Again, Catholic, Christian, I, I don't know. One, one of those religions. It uh, doesn't really matter, but they're good. And I said, you know what? It's a hospital. I'm going to go down there. So here I am. 5 a.m. I said, fuck this. I messaged the girls. I said, hey, uh, I'm not coming into work. I feel like I'm going to die. So here I am just stumbling <clears throat> across the street. Taxi finally came. I was sitting curbside waiting for a taxi to make a left-hand turn to shoot me straight over the bridge. And so one finally came. I could barely even speak at that time. I said, bye, 
by BTS Unasak, where basically that hospital was, or is. So he took me there. I went over, couldn't even walk up the steps, took the elevator. I was crying. I, boy, I had tears in my eyes. I was just stumbling. I was overheating. There were all types of things happening. Finally, I got to the hospital. I got to the gate, and these guards were looking at me, and I couldn't speak. So I looked at him, my eye registration. I don't even know how, I, I don't even know if I'm using that term correctly. But I could not register everything like very quickly. You know what I mean? Like my eyelids would not open like at a snap of a you know, at the snap of my fingers. Like it was going I did not know what was happening with my body. So I looked at him and I was like, uh, my sabai, uh you know, I told him I'm sick, my sabai. And he's like, yeah, go straight, emergency, da-da-da-da-da. And he just, I said, kabunga, bitch means thank you. And there I was. I continued on, just stumbling away. Finally, I reached emergency. And luckily, everyone at that hospital, they're phenomenal. See, a Catholic hospital versus everything else I've been through here in Thailand, it's just different, man. It's just, they were just phenomenal. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Versus all the other hospitals I've been to, this place was phenomenal. I walk in, the guy looks at me, trying to communicate. He said, what happened? I said, man, listen, Thursday this happened, Friday, Saturday, here I am, I feel like death. He put the, th- he put the little thing in my ear to check out my temperature. He's like, ooh, and I think he said 40 degrees, which is like a 104. I don't know if he said it, I don't know if he said 40 or 39. But honestly, I was very, very close to having an attack or whatever, what a pass out, whatever happens. Or, oh, there we go. My body going into shock. Like I was that close. And you know what? That's why I'm so grateful that I actually went in to the hospital that morning. So here I am. He's like, okay, uh, do this, do that. I couldn't even fill out the form. I was looking up. I was like, oh my God, I feel like hell. And so finally, he called me over. He said, hey, come in. There were like three nurses in this emergency room. They told me to lay back in the bed. They'd hurry up and put covers over me. Before I even went into the room, he hurry up and uh, gave me a pill to bring the temperature down, which really happened, which worked like in about five to ten minutes. <sighs> Doctor came in. Her English was uh, not so bad. But she came in and she knew what was going on. She's like, oh, wow, okay, all right, here we go. And she asked me all the questions, and I gave her all the symptoms. Guy came in, stuck some things in my nose. It was crazy. And then, boom, she came back. She's like, hey, listen, you have the flu. B, viral B or something like that. She's like, talk, you know, so it's contagious. She's like, you need to be away for about a day or two days. No socializing. And she's like, okay, I'm going to prep your medication, do this, do that. And so she's like, here, you can lay here for about an hour, rest or whatever. And then you got to get home. You got to take some medication. However, it's really weird because fast forward in it just a couple of days to yesterday. Excuse me. One of my students, she said, Arsenio, if you had a 39 to 40 degree temperature, they had to admit you to that hospital. There's no way they could have let you go, go home with having that temperature. And I was like, hey, I have no idea. She said, listen, I had a 38 in the hospital I went to. They said, uh, sorry, you got to stay here about two days. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, and that's what I was thinking. I thought I was going to stay there. But again, that would have been a little bit pricey. But that's why you have your emergency fund set up. Remember, I talked to you guys about that. 
So, again, the emergency fund came. I said, you know what, I'm ready to pay, blah, 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 blah. I got off, they wheelchaired me out. So I'm sitting in front of a pharmacy, the guy came, he put my wheelchair over. It felt like I was the most sick person ever, but I was so taken care of. I felt so grateful that somebody was actually pushing me and helping me along. I didn't look at myself as being sick in the moment. I looked at myself as being grateful because you know what? Things could have been much worse. I paid everything much more expensive than I anticipated, but again, not a problem. Emergency fund. He wheelchair me all the way out. He said, sir, bye now. Meaning, where are you going? I said, by the mall top right. Basically, I'm going to the mall. And I was like, do you have uh, a taxi? He said, okay. And then he put it up, hurry up, got on the radio. Boom, they got a taxi, sent me right home. They put that wheelchair right in front of the taxi. put me into the taxi. And that taxi driver sent me all the way home. He was so freaking nice. Gave him a tip. He was so happy. And so, guys, that was the beginning. I took all that medication. I slept for about 20 hours on Sunday. 20 hours on and off. Couldn't believe it. Woke up yesterday morning. Felt all right. Still sweating like crazy. Went back to the hospital. Because, again, I made a stupid decision. Shaving, shaving, shaving. Get an ingrown hair. Don't know how to take it out. Gets infected. Boom. Once it gets infected and it starts getting bigger... Your goal is to hurry up and neutralize the infection before it turns into an abscess, which ultimately forms into cellulitis, which happened to me about two years ago on my elbow. So I said, no, I'm going to hurry up and handle this. So, yeah, had to go to the hospital again yesterday. Yep, there goes an extra, but again, emergency fund. So I went to the hospital and... Uh, it was the new. It was a new doctor, but the other guy was the, the guy was there again, and he's like, "What's he doing back here?" But he didn't know, and so I visited the, the, this guy. And the thing is, of course, at a Catholic Christian hospital, for things like that, they're like, "Okay, I need to get a guy in here." You know, there can't be a woman checking you out, like you know, blah 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 blah, all that. I don't know what they believe in all that bullshit, but yeah. Um, and so the guy, he's like, hey, uh, okay, what's wrong? I said, I got an ingrown hair, da-da-da-da-da. He sorted me out. He's like, listen, we're going to have to cut it, cut it. I said, no, 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 you ain't got to cut it. You ain't got to cut it. I said, man, just give me the antibiotics. I told you I've been through this two years ago. And that goddamn guy said, you know what? I'm going to prescribe you antibiotics, but we're going to have to perform surgery on you. I said in my mind, I said, fuck you. You are not going to cut me open because you know what? I know there are some antibiotics out there that can hurry up and kill the infection. Get rid of the cellulitis. And this ingrown hair I have right now has absolutely no cellulitis and there's no abscess. Okay, it's just a stupid ass infection. So I said, listen. Give me some antibiotics. I'm going to take it for about a week. If it's not gone, I'll come back. And so he's like, okay. All right. Da, 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 da. He was the coolest guy ever. Uh, prescribed me everything again at the same hospital. Uh, applied some cream and everything. And guess what? Came home <clears throat> and without an incision, the infection had come out. You see, guys, it's all about patience and knowing your body. So now, what can I learn throughout this process? Well, uh, maybe uh, stop shaving and get waxed. Because you know what? Over the past two years, I probably have five ingrown hairs. And you know what? Waxing, yes, it hurts. But you know what? It costs less. You know what I mean? Now, the flu, I don't know how I got it. But you know what? 
that ingrown hair, I had it before I got the flu. And to be honest with you, it got infected before I got the flu. And so my goal is, my thing is, maybe my immune system fell apart during the process of me. And, you know, you know, having that ingrown hair. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. So, guys, health sucks. But in the process, you got to learn something. And so I learn something every time something shitty happens. I always get something out of it. So, man, what a story that is. I don't want to make this any longer. Now, with the personal development, romantic relationships, physical environment, everything is phenomenal. I don't want to tell you guys so much about my life. You guys could read a little bit about it on my blog because this is already a relatively long podcast, but it was a very good storytelling one. But you know what, man? I hope this has helped you guys. If you guys actually listen to my story, oh, my God, thank you for listening to it because, boy, it was a crazy one. I've never experienced something like that. I've never felt horrendous like that. I've never sweat that much before in my life. All of these things had, that have that has culminated, that have all, all whatever. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Just before my Malaysian trip, whereas I was supposed to do the Spartan this upcoming Saturday, I'm unable to do it now because I am unfit for it. I'm not going to push my body to the ultimate limit. I actually was talking to my four executives yesterday morning, which I normally teach. And I was like, I shouldn't do the race, huh? He's like, listen, you will collapse out there. Your temperature, your body temperature will go up to a 45 you would die out there. And I said, well, phew, you you said the uh, the three-letter word that I never want to hear. I said, uh, boops, I hurry up and deferred it. That might be the last time that I will do a Spartan race for this year. Potentially. So, again, for everyone out there <clears throat> who's been following me on this Spartan journey, I do apologize for it. Because I know a lot of you are probably looking forward to... Uh, you know, hearing about the Spartan race and everything, but I'm going to have to defer it uh, because my health is not 100%. So, guys, wow, with that being said, what a goddamn will of life this was. We're on track. We're on track. I wish I could tell you everything that has happened, but you know what? It's too much of a long podcast already, so you guys can actually read the blog to see the rest of it. TheArseniobuckShow.com. And as always, send your scores in. Instagram, Facebook. I'm going to put all of this, of course, on the blog, on this, on that. So I want to hear your numbers. So, guys, with that being said, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening, man. I'm your sexy host, your only host, Arsenio Buck, over and out.